Hi there, welcome to Typical Books. I'm Lydia Peaver, and this is the podcast mirror of my YouTube show, Typical Books, where we talk about horror fiction. So, on with the show. Hi there, today on Typical Books, it is the local haunts tag. It's a tag now. So, yeah. This is orchestrated by Dane Cobain at Dane Reads, who has the first story in Local Haunts. So you may be familiar with his booktube channel already or from his story here in this book, which I also have a story in alongside many other booktubers, which we'll talk about today. But yeah, the tag has to do with questions that relate to the local haunts within the stories roughly. So we're going to talk about other books here, but I'm also going to talk a little bit about local haunts. I did do a video, of course, about a local haunt about Quintland, which is what my story is about. And it's more about the feelings associated with something from people's nostalgic childhood or their teenhood or whatever, where they attach so much sentiment to that thing that they in turn become ghosts haunting that area even though the people who should be haunting it aren't even there. But because Quintland is not exactly beside where I live, there is another local haunt I want to talk about. Now, there are some photos and things about the Dion Quince Museum that someone could say that there's other stories to be told there in about its haunting. So first, here's some images from the Dion Quince Museum. I had worked there for a year and a half or so. Now it isn't haunted, but that never stopped people from investigating it, saying the ghost of one of their brothers is trapped in the closet and other myths. The attic of the house is very creepy. I can't attest to that. I can assure you that it is creepy. There are some dolls and damaged artifacts that they don't display. So for this first question in Local Haunts, I'm gonna tell you about a different local haunt. Question one, Local Haunts. Tell us about a creepy or spooky place that's close to you, and that would be the Hostel Jail. The Ottawa Jail was the location of our executions. We had a gallows there, and people did definitely die. Death Row is very creepy. I've been there a number of times on a haunted walk, and then to shoot a music video, and then another haunted walk or two, and then uh, for my wedding. We had a great ceremony there, very small, very wonderful, very creepy, and very picturesque. It was just beautiful. You can check out some of the photos from that on my website. You can go up to the menu bar and click wedding. Or of course, the video that we shot there with Patron Saint of Plagues for the song, Things Aren't What They Seem. I was just listening to it the other day and it is a way kick-ass song. And we had a lot of fun uh, haunting the jail as it were, right? And it is extremely haunted. You can check it out online. I'll leave a link below. Question two, a stone's throw. Tell us about a story with a young female character who has a tough life. And you can see that a lot of these are themed after particular stories in the book Local Haunts. You can read along and follow along if you will. And after I'm going to give a little rundown of every story so you'll have an idea of how these questions relate to them. So for question two, my answer is True Crime by Samantha Kolsnick. And that is a story about a girl who has had a rough life for sure. There's many stories about that. And a lot of people um, triumph over that sort of thing. I wouldn't say that true crime is exactly that, but it is a girl with a very rough life. And it's the story that stuck with me the most recently. And it was just such a, a hard hitting read. So I couldn't pass that up. Question three is Crowthorn. Tell us about a story with a harmful friendship. 
and for that it is The Monster of Allenhaven by Jennifer Geisbrett. And that one is so toxic, it's hard to tell who is the friend and who is the foe with these two people firing off one another. It is a very dark, very whimsical and kind of short read and I think that it would be very suited for Halloween. So if you have it on your shelf and you're putting it off, definitely pick it up. You'll have a lot of Tim Burton-y fun with that one. Question four, screen eight. Tell us about a movie that scares you that's based on a true story. Now this one may be a controversial hot take, but I will say Amityville Horror. Jay Anson did a great job, I think, talking about the myth that had surrounded. And let's pretend it's true, okay? So it's a true story. Even if you don't pretend it's true and don't count Amityville Horror as a true haunting, the tragedy that happened there is just it has supernatural undertones to a certain extent, depending on how you look at it. It is just a riveting, horrible case, though. It is a true crime gone completely off the rails. And I just really love that book. And I love the movie. Oh, my God. The original movie and the remake. All of it. I love even the most recent one. Oh, my God. I love Amityville. I don't know how to follow that one up with my excitement. Oh, my gosh. Question five. The Mount of Death. Beer me. That's what it says. That's the beginning of the story. Tell us about a story where a drink plays a role in the plot. So this might get as excited as the last question. Uh, the Shining. Jack Torrance sitting in the Colorado lounge getting that first drink from Lloyd. That is such a pivot where the hotel itself is a character, a haunted, evil, nefarious character. Drink is its evil twin in that film. A lot of stories have had to do with alcohol and alcoholism, alcoholics or whatever. But The Shining, nothing quite does it like The Shining where alcohol is the big bad boogeyman, really. I mean, I just really love that first drink he takes because that's where we shattered. Everything, every hope they held for Jack is gone. Question six, The Blocked Cellar. Tell us about your favorite horror, paranormal or true crime YouTube channel. And unfortunately, I don't really have one. I am really bad for just typing in, you know, Elisa Lam, and I'll watch the best one on Elisa Lam. I'll type in, you know, The Hillside Strangler and watch the best one. You know, I, I'm really bad for that. And I do rely on uh, television for my true crime TV form, first and foremost. But uh, I will say a podcast, Murder Was the Case with Dr. Lee Meller, definitely. I am fanboy of that show big time. Lee has written books. You're going to hear more about Lee in Nonfiction November when I talk about a book that is adjacent to him that he'd recommended to his listeners and some of the people that he's had on his show that have informed my true crime thinking. And it is really the best. It's not for tourists. It's not for the faint of heart. Murder Was a Case is very gritty and very true and very scientific. So I really, really enjoy that show. And I, if he had a YouTube channel, that would be it. He does have a YouTube channel. Question seven, the night watchman. Tell us about a story that's set partly at night. How about set mostly at night? Night in the Lonesome October by Richard Lehman. No story really paints a picture of the surreal nature of a city at night like that. Everything becomes at once 10 times more dark and sinister and terrifying. It's a very dark story. And, you know, there is sort of like this caprice of some characters that just roam around the city as if they own it at night because they kind of do because they have the guts to do that considering the city that he's talking about that takes a lot of guts so yeah night in the lonesome october question eight alone among the gum trees 
tell us about a story that takes place in the wilderness. And that's got to be The Ritual by Adam Neville. I could name a million books. I read a lot of rural, countryside, hillbilly-type horror, but The Ritual is totally about the wilderness. The wilderness is the story there entirely. Not only do you get that great sense of the hearing the leaves crunch under their feet while they're hiking through these forest trails and lost in the forest, the forest really comes to life in that one. So yeah, The Ritual. Question nine, Highway to Hell. Tell us about a story that involves music. And that will be my sleeper hit, The Armageddon Rag by George R.R. R. Martin. I know a lot of people maybe have not read that particular book. It was not a hit. It was not big. He was not big. It was not good. Uh, I loved it, especially because, and this is a tie-in to Dane's uh, video to a certain degree, it features a band called Nazgul and that is definitely a Hobbit reference within the book and there's many of those. So it really spoke to me in my teens. It was like rock bandy kind of fantasy, dark fantasy to a certain extent. It's not necessarily horror but it's strange, right? Uh, I thought it was a really good book and if you can find it I recommend picking it up. It's a neat oddity to read. That was The Armageddon Rag by George R.R. R. Martin. Probably the only George R.R. R. Martin I've ever read. Question 10. At the end of the rope, tag some booktube or horrortube friends. And of course, um, I can't tag many people because I'm still under a thousand subscribers. So that will happen soon enough that I can be tagged and tagged properly. But I'd like to give a special nudge to Merce at Harpies in the Trees, Alex at Hey Little Thrifter, and John Books of Blood. If you have a local haunt, of course, definitely hit this tag up because I love to hear about local haunts like the things that inspired the stories in this book. All of us would love to tune in to more stories of local haunts because this is what fuels horror, right? And Halloween. Of course, all the authors that are in this book have been tagged to do this. And I would like to extend that to anyone that has any stories of local haunts. If you have a cool local haunt to tell us about and can find other books, of course, that fit the other prompts in this, definitely let me know in the comments because I'd love to hear about other people's local haunts. Speaking of local haunts, here's a rundown of the stories. Now, I wouldn't say these are technically reviews. I call them glimpses. They are just little glimpses into each story, how it made me uh, relate to it as I read A Stone's Throw by Jane Cobain. Just like Irish ghost stories that I've always loved, it's atmospheric, it's a great start, and the perfect local haunt to start a book about local haunts. The Gentleman by Ryan Stroud. It's an odd little tale that could go the way of American Psycho or Clockwork Orange, and you get to meet two characters that you may resemble others that you know from history. The Salt Hag by C.J. Wright. Now this is gives really great visuals and I can picture these teens crashing through the underbrush after this witch. I just love this story. Crowthorn by Andrew Lyle, another that I can really relate to as far as small towns, reluctance returning, and of course this arid siren that fills the air. It's odd that I and my husband have both grown up in places with arid sirens like Andrew. Mount Glade by R. St. Clair, and she is she who edited this anthology and came up with this and is the spearhead of the project. So thank you as ever, Regina. And this is what we want a local haunt. It's a little bit of true crime. And it reminds me a lot of this dangerous hairpin turn near my grandmother's just wonderful stuff. Screen 8 by Michael Taylor. It's a story of justice with a weird twist and a bit of a Twilight Zone telling. The character in this could be any teen on any street. You've seen this person, I swear. 
drive like hell, Ken Poirier. This is tense and really scary if you've ever driven out to the middle of nowhere for some trees and quiet in a junky little car. I know I have uh, had too many junky little cars. This one goes horror movie wild though. The Mount of Death by Kevin David Anderson. This, much like the story before it, is very relatable. I've been the teen in this car on the way to Crystal Lake very seriously. And then that becomes this nightmare scenario. And it goes to a very dark cosmic place that I really liked. The Drifter by James Flynn. I really found this imaginative. It goes to a forlorn place full of myth to begin with and then becomes very whimsical and just a really strange and unsettling story. A very crafty tale. And The Block Seller by Michaelis Georgistathis. This title conjured a lot for me and I like the duality between the two characters, how they kind of abrade against one another and they're very tense and it made me tense in turn. This could be an urban legend in any city so I really enjoyed that. The Night Watchman by Marie McWilliams. It's a really, really local haunt, this one. As much as Mihalis takes place in Greece and maybe I haven't visited there and a lot of the readers maybe haven't, it could be anywhere. This could not be just anywhere. This is a particular museum that Marie is familiar with, yet the story is something that everyone is familiar with. And the ghost related to this story and some of the artifacts noted in this story you may be familiar with, so it really helps paint a really satisfying and creepy little picture. Alone Among the Gum Trees by Cam Wolf. Now this is really cool. It hit the spot all around and even though it is sort of a seminal outback at night tale, it could be any forest where the forest comes to life when it gets too dark. You could smell the fire and hear the insects and this one is painted quite visually stunning. I liked it. Highway to Hell by Nicholas Gray. This is the sort of jaunt that would make Stephen King proud. It is a surreal one with pounding music. It's over in a flash and it's just plain fun. The Room Within by D.L. Tillery. This starts out with a homeowner's nightmare. You know, any horror movie that starts out with buying a house unseen, uh, you go in and it looked great from the outside, but once you're in, all you want to do is get out, right? Fading Applause in Quintland. Uh, my story, I have a video on it, and it has to do with the grounds that people used to visit the Dion Quintuplets in when they were put on display. Full Moon over Black Star Canyon by Matt Wall. And this is uh, in college during the 90s, I had heard a story similar to this, so this one hit home really well too. And we've all kind of visited a spot like this just once. It has a little bit of myth related to it and you sort of get caught up in that myth perhaps. Very quiet kind of horror coming up with Long Buried by E.D. Lewis. This house has a really claustrophobic nature. The mother and son have such tension between them that this story becomes quite stifling, but in a really good way. And it is just a study in quiet atmosphere. Darkness Descends by Jason White. I like this story a lot, big fan of this. It starts out with kids I've known and kids I've been and houses I've seen and houses I've maybe trespassed and looked in the windows of. So I really enjoyed that, but then it goes in a very dark direction. And you sort of age with this character that is telling you this story. It is very wonderfully told and goes in an unexpected direction. A great story from beginning to end as is this entire anthology ending with At the End of the Rope by Cameron Chaney. And this particular story also has a character that you age along with. And that is sort of a magical feat to be writing of somebody who is young and then ages in just the space of a short story. I always love stories like that. There's so much packed into it. And the other dark magic here is that the very ground of this local haunt holds 
the myth or the magic, the dark, dark magic. And it is really tragic and it is very hard hitting. So it's a wonderful way to end up this anthology local haunts. So thank you very much for hanging out while I talk about local haunts and the tag local haunts. If you have a place that has spooked you, that is mythologized within your community, or a place that you live or nearby that has ghosts and goblins, definitely let me know in the comments below because I'm very interested in that. And be sure to like, subscribe, share, and have a nooky spooky day. Are you enjoying the music of typical books? You can pick up the new Anorax EP, Human or Nearly So, at Bandcamp for free by visiting anorax.com. Enjoy! If you are looking for something new to read, some insight or reviews of horror you have read, or even talk from a writer's perspective, I hope you enjoy this little show. Feel free to check out the YouTube version by searching Typical Books, or visit me at lydiapeaver.ca. Thank you, and have a dark, devious day.